Hey ladies, are you longing for a refreshing? Do you feel drained and lost in your role as a woman, wife, and mother? This is the Dream on Moms podcast, and we're here to help you thrive and raise the next generation of world changers. We're here to encourage you that the Lord has more for you, and He wants you to be victorious as a mother. Remember, you're not alone on an island as a mother. Surround yourself with mentors and those in your beautiful stage of motherhood. Breathe and listen to Jesus. Hi, this is Hannah, and I am so excited that you're joining us today. I have a special guest, my husband Ben, also the co-founder of Dream On Global, which is what Dream On Moms is part of underneath that heading. And you know, he's had so many dreams and visions and ideas for the future, and one of those was marriage. And so I'm excited to have him with me today as we talk about teamwork in marriage, how that affects us as a couple, individuals, and our families. Just so you know, baby, you were my dream. Oh, isn't that sweet? And it's my birthday, just in case you cared that about that yesterday. And my <laughs> lovely wife, who just opened up the podcast, uh, took me away for a, um, a night away at a bed and breakfast. So be jealous, be very jealous to all the men listening out there. So we are coming off a wonderful couple days away of revitalizing our marriage, talking through topics that always come up when there's quiet in your life, meaning when you've taken a moment away from work, ministry, children, family demands, life demands. It's amazing the things that can come up and that you either have to talk through or you push to the side. And so that is why we're excited about this topic on teamwork, because we actually had a couple circumstances while we were away on this trip come up that we had to choose to either be a team to work through or to really cause a a bit of a divot in our relationship. So we're going to jump right into the first topic of teamwork. And when you're on a team, okay, there's lots of different people who play really important roles. And so you have to know what your role is in your marriage. So you could go to the Bible. You can consider roles there as men and women. But let's also just take it on a daily basis. So in our family, Ben is the main provider. I am the one who stays home with our children, oversees the home, the daily ins and outs. While Ben is in the workforce, dealing with those ins and outs as as well. And so there has to be a lot of grace and understanding for those different roles. And I will say my wife's very humble. Uh, If you read Proverbs 31, it talks about a woman who is um, buying and selling and and going and coming and taking care of everything that she does well. Hannah manages our rentals. Um, She manages um, Dream On in many different ways. Uh, Jordan and I, are the co-founders, we are the visionaries. We uh, travel the world, but uh, without people like my wife Hannah... um, getting things done, uh, a lot of things would be missed and, and slipped up. So uh, she, she's very humble. And so, you know, as we look at our roles, though, Ben, in our marriage currently, so that was a great example he just threw in. Uh, so we do some ministry work, and it's not a full-time gig at all. It's something that is a passion and is part of our working life, basically. But we had to come to an understanding. You know, the organization began five or six years ago, we had to come to an understanding for Ben and I what my role was in that organization. So you might be a wife or a husband in a ministry position and your other spouse doesn't really play a predominant role at that specific season. So when Ben and his co-founder started the organization, 
I, as the wife, played a very, very minute role. And that was something that we worked through. You want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. So when we started, um, and really whether it's a business, a ministry, um, uh, just a side hustle, whatever it is, you always uh, typically start with just a lot of passion. Um, hopefully there is some wisdom involved in it as well. But we started just out of a just a sheer passion to touch the, the world for the Lord. And, um, you know, as you progress in anything, you realize that um, you can't just run on passion, um, especially as things uh, grow as things scale as more people um, are underneath you as you touch more people so um, adding different people uh, that have the same heart um, the, the same trust the same goals um, that you have is super key but if we're talking about marriage uh, specifically and being on the same team it's when we started ministry um, I really went um, after the, the, the dream that was in my heart from the Lord um, and kind of left Hannah in the dust uh, a little bit. Um, it was pure intentions of, of wanting to touch the world for the Lord, but um, you know, a couple years into it, really got a good smack in the face um, from a good mentor of mine. So if you don't have a good mentor that's uh, willing to smack you in the face, um, that's the, the whole idea of being deceived is you don't know you're deceived. Um, so that's why you have people around you that are like, Hey, you're actually thinking wrong in these areas. So we've been grateful for that as well. But, um, yeah, starting off in ministry, it kind of left Hannah in the dust. Um, so I wasn't, uh, wasn't definitely using, um, her gifts and abilities because my, whatever my callings are, Hannah has a portion of that calling as well. And whatever she's called to, I have a portion of that as well, but, uh, definitely didn't do the best at, uh, at, uh, right out of the gate with that. But as we continued forward, you know, we started to see that one of my passions and callings was to minister, work, support orphans. And it had already always been a desire of mine, but hadn't seemed just the right outlet to do that yet. And so as Ben was moving forward in his passions, um, we were able to actually partner with somebody who was doing that overseas and was supporting and caring for children day in and day out. And so it started to feed that need inside of me where I felt like maybe my husband was running forward in a business or in a ministry aspect and I was, you know, sitting at home with the baby. I was able to say, well, you know, let's, let's pair these passions together. And now, you know, I get to go and visit with the kids that we support. I get to go in and just be part of their lives for a few days. And so it feeds that need inside of me, even though in this season I can't go and be there for days or months at a time and something that I'm hopeful in. But that being said, we started to understand our role in the ministry and that I was the mother. I was going to support Ben, but he was going to take me along with him. And so we would say that is one of the most important things is to understand that while one spouse is chasing a dream, understand what the role is for both of you at that time. And so like Ben said, a mentor, mentors, multiple, they are so key to keep you on track, keep you able to hear your other spouse. Because I think at that point in time, we weren't able to really hear each other's needs or hopes. And we didn't want to hurt each other. You know, we wanted to support each other. And so having that mentor is key to just keep you in your lane, in your role. So let's talk a little bit, honey, about, yeah. 
recently was listening to a podcast from uh, the daughter of a gentleman named T.L. Osborne. T.L. Osborne did a lot of ministry overseas, specifically in Africa, um, in other places. Just a person that loved the Lord and saw millions of people come to Christ through his ministry. And I was listening to his daughter talk about growing up um, in ministry. And, and, and really, it was just every day was ministry. Every day was was serving. Um, and so I just I just think of how she just had such a beautiful picture of ministry. I think of, um, uh, you know, and I've even known a lot of pastor's kids growing up. And when you when you think of that word pastor's kid, it's always typically a bad thing. Mm. Because it's like dad was out running right. the world, right. changing the world, but the family was totally left behind. And so right. one thing that we're passionate about at Dream On is obviously touching the world, but it is touching the world as a family. God gave you your wife first, your kids mm-hmm. first, yes. as your first ministry, as your first disciples, before he ever calls you um, to go uh, change the world. It's a gift. The Bible says that your wife is a gift from God. He talks about you know, your kids being an arrow in your quiver. So, and this isn't a Bible verse, but I've always thought to myself, of, um, what, if I gain the whole world and I save the whole world, but I lose my family, mm. do you think, I don't, I don't really think God's going to be happy with me mm. when, I, when I get up to heaven. So listening to that podcast, as we're just talking first about uh, teamwork and um, our positions uh, really seemed to resonate with me. So, you know, you understand your role once you get married. You're working through that in theory. But you have to realize that you're on a team. And so if Ben and I are playing different bases, and let's just take baseball, but we're playing different bases in this game, we have to be able to cooperate together. Because when the ball gets hit to first base, and if Ben's the catcher, I have to be able to grab the ball cooperate to throw the ball back to him at home plate to get the guy out and to keep life rolling along smoothly as possible. So when we are working through our roles, we still have to be cooperating together. And being on a team, you know, you have to set your mind that now you're not just alone. So once you get married, you are no longer chasing one single dream, one single purpose And that can be very difficult if you feel like your dreams and your purposes are drastically different. So that is something that you really need to communicate before you're married for sure. But once you are married, if you find that you feel like your dreams, your purposes are in different directions, that would be a time to get on your face before the Lord and start talking to each other about what are we missing. There has to be something. We saw a purpose in getting married. There has to be something here that we can cooperate on and be a team and not, you know, you don't want to be too ox hooked to the yoke or the yoke is that what it's called yeah Yeah. whatever the thing on their necks and you don't want to be both pulling in different directions because you really never move anywhere and so we want to talk about cooperating i was just listening um to a a teaching here actually it was we were driving home by jimmy evans and he was talking about um uh, he was actually talking about marriage so he was kind of talking about being on a team as well but he said with this specific um topic of Figure out the big questions first. Mm. So if we're talking about a team, figure out the the why you're married first versus mm. let's figure out where we want to live. Right. Let's figure out how many kids. Right. No, the, the first, the big question on being on a team is why are we here all together? So I think of growing up being on a soccer team, you know, our coach would sit us down and say, hey, guys, when we were really young, uh, the, the answers were always awesome. Like, 
<laughs> all we're doing today is having fun. So I knew I knew how I knew how to uh, fulfill that vision. <laughs> As you progress in sports, obviously the vision gets more precise. Hey, we want to win state, etc. But when you're when you're first married, um, jumping into the same team again, you're you're meshing two visions, two hearts, two purposes. But figure out first the purpose of why you're married before you figure out the small things. Okay, that's great. So you know. We're cooperating together. We decide we're on the same team. We're going to try to go in the same direction. You next have this season or multiple seasons in your, in your life of literally just practicing. You don't have the game. It's not time to hit the home run. It's not time to make this life-altering decision about where you will live, what kind of job you're going to have. You're literally just practicing the day-to-day activities and the day-to-day communication. That's what we've realized in the teamwork aspect of practice, it is a ton of communication because unmet expectations arise, unfulfilled expectations, and really unrealistic expectations. Those are probably some of the biggest things. And, you know, we have a whole host of stories that can come out of unrealistic expectations or unmet ones. And I'm sure if you're listening you're married or single, you know what that's like. You know, you, you get to practice and you assume... I assume that Ben's bringing the soccer balls and he thinks I'm bringing the soccer net and neither of us bring anything. Well, you're not going to have a productive practice. That's just like coming to the table to talk about a topic and neither of you are willing to open up your mind and listen. Right. Yeah. No, the the legend uh, called Paul Swartz, who's my dad, (laughs) says that uh, the way you spell marriage is W-O-R-K. Uh, which spells work for all of you. Maybe if you're driving and you're not fully awake yet and you don't know what I just spelled, work. So marriage is is work. And we're talking about being a team. We're talking about practice. Um, my coach always told me the way you practice is the way you're going to yes. play. And so um, how you practice in marriage, what you're practicing for, uh, whether it's communication, intimacy, um, moving forward with vision and purpose together, mm-hmm. the way that you actually pursue those things um, is the way that the end result is, is going to look. So uh, Hannah and I have been married for nine years, um, coming up in November. So we've been through um, a little bit of marriage. We're definitely not at like uh, the <laughs> silver or gold anniversaries yet. Um, but we, have, we are absolute testimonies um, of if you practice things that you want mm-hmm. to come about in your life, you will see them come about. And, you know, before we move on to the next stage of being a team or being on a team, which is a game, actually a real life game, there's something there in the practicing realm or level that you have to choose to be together and you have to choose to be united. Because when it becomes time for the game, if we're not all united in the same goal, the same purpose, we cannot possibly win because I will be kicking the ball to the wrong goal and Ben will be frustrated with me because he can't pull me along with him. So we weren't united in the practice of preparing for the game. And so a game to us is just real life situations. And that can be having a child. That can be 
losing a job, gaining a new job. That can be deciding where you're going to move. That can be um, choosing your church, leaving your church, moving to a new church, a complete different change in ministry. There are so many things that are real life stresses, but a game on a sports team is a stress. You know, you've prepared, you have exercised, you've lifted weights, you've practiced, you have worked together. But when that game actually comes time for the kickoff, you know, if we're talking about football, you have to be together. <laughs> I just think about, when, you know, Ben, when when you're, you see the team on the kickoff and the, the, the kicker kicks it, but all of his teammates run in the same direction. They all have the same purpose. And so they're ready for that stress of finding the guy with the ball and tackling him. And so talk to me, Ben, about maybe a a real life game that we've gone through and how we had to put those concepts of teamwork together. Yeah, I guess one that's fresh in my mind uh, is we have always wanted to affect people in the realm of rentals. Um, You know, there's many different uh, just natural wisdom in owning rentals uh, with tax incentives, things like that. But We've always wanted to use them to support mission work locally, international, but we also knew that being a landlord brings opportunity for ministry. Mm. Um, so we, for years, we've, we prayed, we sowed, um, we sought wisdom. Actually, during COVID, I think we learned more mm. about real estate yes. than in our Ever. entire life. Yes. Um, thank you, YouTube University, <laughs> um, for, for all that learning and, and amongst all the physical people that have yes. sowed into us. But I would say that is the the freshest thing in my mind Mm -hmm. of um, we really had to mesh our personalities of one of us wants to save every single penny and the other one, which is me, um, wants to invest and move forward with vision. Um, But we have to both, as we do things, again, as a team, we have to make sure that we both agree because there's power and agreement. And we have learned that if we don't agree on things, they're going to end up terribly so we're both moving (laughs) forward um to score the same goal yes so you know the game is over and we've either won or we've lost there's really never ever an option in between there and so how you handle the wins and the losses are so paramount especially if you have children because we know that more is caught than than taught yeah make sure i had that phrase right so they're watching all of the time and you know as your kids grow we are finding that they spit back out the same phrases that we say in the same tone and mannerism and so you know i just had my daughter say you know i've I've been dealing with a lot of um possible tenants for a rental we have and just um, an ongoing process there screening them and and my daughter i picked up the phone to answer a communication question she said is that another one of those people just put the phone down mom I know, you know, she said something along the lines of, I know that this is um, a new situation. I know this is a little difficult for you, mom, and I know it kind of bothers you, whatever. You feel stressed about it. Just don't answer. And I thought, man, she's picked that up from the little comments I've made to my husband or just in my mannerism of how I act. And so in thinking about that, you know, it's really easy to handle wins. You know, we're all happy. Um Obviously, the Bible says, you know, how you handle little wins then basically equates to how you're going to handle big wins and if you can handle them. But I think the losses 
are obviously the most difficult and you you have to almost regroup. You know, and my husband and I, a couple years ago, we came to this business decision that on paper looks like it could be a huge win. This could be this new thing that we've been praying and believing for and dreaming about doing together as a team. And when it came down to literally the last couple hours for the decision, we didn't have peace. And one of the tenants we had put down for that year in our values was family time in this stage of our kid's life. And we knew at the end of the day that this new business venture was going to take away from that value that we had placed for that year in our life. And so that reason amongst a couple of others led us to say no. And it was really disappointing. For the first few weeks, it was just like, wow, all this buildup, all this joy and excitement and tingling adventure sensation. You know, it's down the drain. What a bummer. But... We came into 2020 and we came into COVID and there was um, a lot of, you know, obvious concern around the world. But we decided at that time that we were going to be a team and we were going to handle what was feeling like a loss for ourselves and just a lot of people. And we were going to sow a seed and we were going to believe for something supernatural for 2020. And so we sowed that seed together in unity. And, you know, we were just this weekend while we've been gone looking back over the notes we had made about that time in our life. And we're now looking back at the revenue increase that has happened, the opportunity increase, the increase in our family life that's come out of that decision really to say no to that business opportunity, then opportunity to sow in really a, a season of potential great famine of drought and the harvest that the Lord had brought about. And so we decided that this was a testimony. Yeah. A true testimony of handling something um, as a team. Uh, you know, we had gone through this game, this real life stress of, of making a job decision, and then it seemed like a loss. But the Lord turned it into such a great win for us. And so, looking at that, honey, did you have any comments you want to make for the I next? Yeah, a couple okay. things on wins and losses. Um, I liked what you were talking about of our kids are always watching our wins and losses. Um, and one comment is, our kids, all of our wins will kind of be the uh, the base for our yes. kids and what they yeah. think is possible. Yes. Um, so we want to obviously reach for the stars with the Lord on what is possible just so our kids um, can see that as well. Um, but another thing is the Bible says that a man is tested by the praise he receives. Yes. So if we're winning in life and, and crushing it, but we're pointing everything back to ourselves... Um, we're constantly saying things like, man, daddy worked a hundred hours and that's how we got <laughs> right. the rental or X, Y, Z. And it's always about ourself. And we're actually projecting all the praise on ourselves yes. instead of, um, the verse in Proverbs that says in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. So it's like the dichotomy there of we can either project everything back on God or we can praise ourselves for all of our, our hard work and, um, I want our kids to always see that our wins in life, that every good thing was from God. Yes. And it wasn't, obviously we believe in hard work, we believe in all that, but I want to be able to have stories of how God blessed me and how I wasn't the only one that played the main role mm. in God um, blessing us. So for wins, but in losses, um, when you lose, making sure your kids don't project that onto who God is. Mm. Um, sometimes in life we don't uh, it, we don't understand things. We don't right. understand why right. things happen, but it's not creating a new theology or right. a new reason of why God isn't good because right. 
just because we experience something doesn't mean it it was um, it was God. And the last point in in loss is is that the Bible says that God's working everything out for your good. So if something didn't happen or it seemed like a loss, like Hannah talked about that potential um, job change years ago for us, um, I believe that from the bottom of my heart, because we've been praying for years that God would give us mm-hmm. the desires of our heart so our heart isn't sick, our hope isn't deferred, so that we can just pour out into people's lives. I believe in the bottom of my heart that that was the grace of God that that didn't happen um, because he is weaving together this story that we have so desired, yes. um, but it's so complex and so beautiful that um, he is making it happen a different way than how I tried to plan it. Yeah, that makes sense. And when you're a team, you know, you travel to games, you travel together. You're, you're always together on a team. Um, we, Ben and I both played sports through high school and then we went on to collegiate sports as well at the universities. And there is an atmosphere of good and bad memories that come out of that. And so we really just want to talk about positive memories. And we want to remind you that as a couple, you need to be creating positive memories. So after a win or a loss, you need to be taking time to regroup, to remember the Lord's goodness, to give him glory, and also to prioritize your marriage again. Because after any real life game or real life stress, the priority can shift for a while because you've almost been in this hypertense mode of survival, of decision making, and that can really damage family and marital relationship. And so on the team bus, you know, as a couple, that can be going away for a night, that can be going away on a date for an evening. We encourage so strongly that you have it on your calendar. We do this at the beginning of the year where we go through every month. We write down the day of the week. For us, it's a Monday night that we are going to go on some kind of date, which means we do not have children. We do not have uh, an important... We do have children, but we get <laughs> we someone. We don't have them with us. We, we don't have... We're not going to be talking about work. We're not going to be talking about things like that. Like this is a time that's just focused for a marriage. And then we also put on our calendar, usually the goal is once a quarter where we're going to go away for at least one night. And then we also plan out as best as we can for our anniversary, you know, once a year. So put a good memory already on the calendar for your team bus. Now, when it comes to your kids, it is so important to bring them along with you and not see them as a burden, a hindrance. And also we are really learning by talking to um, adults now who, you know, used to be kids, like what did it matter to you about the vacation? What do you take away from that? What do you remember? And it was really just about having fun. And so we have to choose to choose vacation spots that aren't spas. They aren't hiking a mountain right now because our kids aren't at the appropriate age for something like that, even though Ben and I want that personally. And so we're really working through this. Actually, it's a an just a process for us now is where do we divide the money? How do we put the time into things we want? but also things that we're going to make memories with our kids. So last winter, we were able to take our kids away to Florida. We had a beautiful place and all they talk, they still talk about it. When are we going to go back to that? When are we going to go back to the blue pool? When are we going to see the shark teeth? You know, all those things. And I look back on that and there was really nothing special. There was no, we didn't go to Disney World. You know, we didn't, um, I don't know, do special activities all day long. 
we just chose a couple of fun things that we could have really with us all day long. And it, it brought a memory. And so we pulled them along on the team bus. And, and, you know, it brings to mind, honey, the other thing is we flipped a house last year. We purchased it, refurbished it, and then sold it. And we told the kids, once this house is listed on the market, we are going to take you away out of town to a city they love to go to. We're going to stay at the hotel for two nights. We're going to eat food in bed and watch movies. And we said, this is your reward for sticking this out with us because it was a lot of work, a lot of time, and it wasn't much fun to them. But we wanted to create this team bus family memory. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're we're winding down here. A few more things um, we wanted to talk about. Uh, Coaching. So... Obviously, every good team has a coach, and in marriage, um, as a husband and wife, we kind of coach together. Yes. So um, that that can go a couple different ways. So in coaching, um, as the as the man of the the home, I I coach my wife. Um, you know, there are things that she doesn't see she needs, or things um, that she can't tell. Maybe that the kids need. Um, so I give advice. I, I coach. It's my job. But another side of coaching is actually coaching myself. If I'm not constantly um, encouraging myself in the Lord, learning about mm. um, yes. business, learning about family, learning how to love my daughter, love my son, love my wife, then um, I'm not going to be able to properly coach um, my family. Right. And in coaching, too, it's really important. It's going to go back to mentorship is that you have somebody there to walk through the process who's already been there. So it's great to have peers in the same stage of life, but it's so vital to have peers and then older mentors who can already say, hey, I've been there. Here's a hang up. Here's a hiccup. You're hitting it. I'm going to coach you through it because then you're able to turn around and you're able to really help your spouse and help your kids as they grow. But being on a team, it's important to have that coaching voice and coming to you, coming from the Holy Spirit as well, but also then projecting back out to you because it's just like when you're on a team, you're encouraging your teammates. You know, I can remember playing tennis and watching one of my teammates and they might be missing their serves. And I would throw out a suggestion. We actually had this this plan where we each had a couple phrases for each other that when there was an issue with one of our our strokes or our serve, we knew what to tell the person that usually helped them fix it. And so we would just throw that out there and they didn't even need their actual, our actual head coach to come over. The teammate could help fix the issue. And so that's where we want to remind you that you are a coach in your own right. And you're really a coach to other people behind you. And that meaning just people who have been married for less years than you, who maybe have smaller children than you, who don't have the business where you are at this point in life. And so remember that you can be coaching in a whole field of life as well as you're being coached. So we thank you for joining us on this Do Moms podcast as we've been talking about teamwork and marriage. And we look forward to talking with you next time. Bye.